Hey there, Viking fans. This is my reaction video. I'm going to talk about who I call hashtag JJ2K next in three, two, one. <laughs> Gather around, Skull Brothers and Sisters. This is Skull World, brought to you by Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm your host, Dave. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook, at Skull World. Make sure you hit subscribe, like, and leave a comment. Today, I gave away $60. I'm going to post the video of me drawing the name. So, you know, you'll have a week uh, till game day next week to, uh, to get your prize. I'm giving away stuff, but right now, just subscribe, like, and comment. Help out my channel. I appreciate it. So let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings. We were underdogs until until the day of the game, and then the the injury report came out. Into you know, a couple guys that are important to the Packers weren't going to play. So hey, we became I think two point favorites in Vegas. But even then, not many people expected us to to win, let alone wipe the floor with them. So I, I'm pretty excited about what happened. Obvious guy who I got posted up here is uh, Justin Jefferson, who I'm, I'm labeling hashtag JJ2K every time I talk about him because this guy's on the road to 2000. Be the first guy to do it. He's the man. I, I love this player. He's He's got it all. Now, Justin Jefferson... Obviously went nine for 184. I did a prediction video where I said 115 two touchdowns. He got 184 and two touchdowns. So I'm gonna do an apology video to Justin Jefferson. That's 64 for a long uh, 11 targets. He caught nine of them. Pretty awesome. Thielen he stepped up at the end of the game. A little diverse. Got a couple catches. Kept the ball uh, moving, which was awesome. Uh, he had three for 36. Dalvin Cook three for 18. Uh, Munt. A couple early catches end up three for 17. KJ Osborne, three for 14. CJ Ham, one for six. Uh, Ellison, one for two. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven players got catches. Irv Smith Jr. had two targets. One was over his head, and one, uh, one he dropped. It actually was in our favor. It's only for like three yards. I do think um, Irv Smith Jr. will settle into this offense. He just hasn't been able to practice. I think he'll uh, he'll be just fine. I'm glad to see he was out on the field participating. I only predicted he was going to get like three catches for under 40 yards, anyways. Uh, but I didn't think he would be on the field all you know as much. And it looked like Munt was the the guy that was the the actual tight end, right? I just think he didn't want they didn't want to have Irv Smith on there too many you know too much of the game just to re-aggravate his injury. So he got through week one just fine, no catches, but hey. Futures, I think the future will be bright for Smith Jr. Rushing. Now, I thought I thought as the game went on, there was a brief period where I thought we struggled. But as the game went on, we wore him down. Dalvin Cook, 20 carries for 90. Um, Madison, 8 for 36. I am no longer on the trade Madison train. He was very important in this game. Late, moving the chains bouncing off uh, would-be tacklers. He, he really did a good job. And I think his trade value, um, him getting him going on free agency, getting a paycheck, and us not being able to match it, 
Um, I think I think we will get draft compensation, so we might as well have the depth of having a you know a big back like that because Kenny Nwangu and Ty Chandler are not that type of back. But I was pretty happy with both running backs today. Um, Cook sneaky almost got 100 yards. Where'd that come from? You know, he had like 48 at half. Or he had 48 late into the third quarter, but we were able to establish a run late and uh, keep the ball out of keep the ball out of Rogers' hands. So I had predicted 270 and three touchdowns for Cousins. Again, I'll do a I'll review my predictions in a later video. But 23 for 32, 277 yards, two TDs, one sack. And I love the way he stepped up and was able to avoid sacks. There was one a little shaky uh, that he was throwing to Cook, uh, but he was he was in a lot of traffic and uh, and it didn't get intercepted, not even close. But that one was like the probably the worst pass he threw. Um, it was late in the game, but uh, or like third quarter. But overall, Cousins had and established himself as the leader of that offense. And why do I think that? Because I said this a dozen or more times, if not greater, that we haven't had this type of situation since 2009 where Brett Favre came in and had the gravitas to, to tell uh, Childress, I am going to do what's necessary at the line of scrimmage. And he audibled. And I've talked about how Manning would get up there with 15 seconds to go on the play clock and would make adjustments, yell Omaha like 15 million times, and you saw it. You opened your eyes, and you saw every time we got the line of scrimmage, 12 to 15 seconds was still on that clock, and Cousins was making checks, making adjustments. We had this guy going in motion, that guy going in motion. He was calling Cook to go from here to over there. We weren't having to call timeouts. They were calling timeouts in the first half because of confusion. It wasn't us. There was only one time where we had a delay a game. With, I don't know what happened there. Uh, we were sitting there in the huddle, and then we got up to the line of scrimmage, and there was a delay a game. That was late. It made it. Th we were third and uh, eleven, and ended up being third and sixteen, or two and eleven, second eleven, and ended up being second and sixteen. We got a chunk. We didn't end up getting the first down, and that was a little iffy time. I think it was in the third quarter, uh, but yeah. I don't know what happened there. That was probably the only flaw I saw. Um, and then us accepting the penalty at the end of the end of the uh, end of the half, and where we're going to try to punt it, punt it again. Uh, but KOC was able to correct that. Um, now offensive line better than last year, better than the gosh knows how long. This is not a bottom rung offensive line. That was a good defense. We were able to – Clark had a good beginning of that game. I think throughout the game we, we got stronger. I saw Bradbury give up a pressure to Clark, but later saw him pancake a guy. So there was a lot of good thing going. I think Ingram did the same thing to Kenny Clark, which I didn't understand because we could have doubled him. We had the, we had the manpower to go over and help out. Um, so I think we made those adjustments throughout the game and, our, and we were able to – we were able to pass protect for Cousins because he had time to throw. Uh, obviously, with the three or four um, deep balls to to uh, Justin Jefferson, that that uh, he had plenty of time to get him the ball. He was able to move in the pocket. Uh, first play of the game, we had Cousins roll to his left, 
Um, there was one time where we ran two play actions back to back. One was successful, the other one wasn't so much. So mix it up a little bit there, guys. But hey, uh, we we were had a lull there in the third quarter, but then we s- stepped back on the gas and had a lot to do with uh, Madison and Cook starting to gain gain some momentum. And Cousins, man, he made he made all the throws and he threw he threw some away that uh, you know he d- didn't give up a sack. Now on the other hand, our defense, man. Uh, we gave up a, um, some running, but we ended up only giving away 111 yards. Now, we probably could have gave up more than that, but I think there was a brief period in the third quarter where we were letting them run at will on us, but then um, Donatel mixed it up with some some blitzes, and it, it you know, and that, and that really uh, broke their momentum. So I, I like that we made adjustments there. Now, considering how, like, Hicks led us in tackles for 14, tells you and our, our defensive line didn't get many tackles, kind of leads you to believe that they were able to, you know, take on those blocks, and Hicks was able to clean up. And then he had that awesome, awesome sack where we ended up stripping the ball and getting the ball deep and, and scoring off and scoring off a turnover later that, uh, you know, those were the things. Like, Hicks got a sack. Daniel Hunter got a sack. Darius Smith had two tackles, one for a sack, one for a loss, and that one was the one that uh, kept uh, Dylan from going in the end, going in the end zone um, in the first uh, first pl- touchdown of the game, or the first time they tried to go for fourth and one at the at the one. So that was awesome. He made two big splash plays. He's had a, another pressure. Yeah, man, it was it was good to see Zadarius Smith in there. But in DJ Wanham got a sack uh, where we were flushed. Uh, Rodgers out of the pocket and he didn't bother throwing it away. Um, I think uh, Rodgers looked confused a lot in that game. We made him look confused. Uh, don't put too much credit on the Summit League with Watson. He, uh, he dropped that ball. I think Peterson will learn from that mistake. I think he on the announcer said he slipped on the play. But uh, that should have been a touchdown. That helped out a lot. That uh, he did not get that, but nobody nobody jumped out except for Dylan and uh, you know their running game. Uh, but I think we made corrections and we they didn't weren't able to move the ball as well into the fourth quarter like they were in the third. So, but hey, there was one thing I've said that we've have such a a defense where we have moving pieces and people playing everywhere. Daniel Hunter sack came off of him with a four-point stance coming off of the edge. That's what I want to see. Creativity like that. That was awesome. Love to see it. It's Darius Smith coming up the middle uh, over the over the center. Uh, oh, he, I think his sack came over a guard. Uh, it, you know, he's finding his spots. Donatel's putting him in the right places. We had so many different defensive fronts in that game. I couldn't even keep track. But I think they're going to make their corrections, learn from each week. They cannot give up the run like they did moving forward. But, hey, that was that was Packers' game plan, was to run the ball, and they only got 111 yards. And, honestly, uh, um, for a while there, uh, Rodgers had like 80 yards passing late in the game, and then they, they started uh, throwing a few chunks out there, a few screen passes. Uh, swing passes to, or, you know, tight end, out, you know, five yard outs and, 
And uh, but he had, he threw the ball a lot to his running backs there at the end to get some get some a few chunk yards, but late in the game that didn't matter. But uh, another couple of things uh, we had uh, Rieger did not muff a punt and he had a one return for seven yards. Greg Joseph, Greg the leg. I predicted on that live show that he would have a 55 yarder. He had a 56 yarder. He made all three kicks. Not no doubt whatsoever. I was worried that we got a new punter. We'd have a difficult time with the holder. It was not the case. He was accurate on all three kicks. And the holder, who is the punter, had five punts for 232 yards, three inside the 20, which is a good percentage, 56 long. He looked good, 46 point something average. I was glad to see it, but we punted too many times. I don't want to punt. Let's, uh, let's score some points. Now I give a lot of credit to KOC, man. KOC going for it on fourth down, having a play where Justin Jefferson was wide open and walked in for a touchdown. Getting just getting Justin Jefferson open, they did not know what they're doing, and I and I know it's because we got to the line of scrimmage with 15 seconds to go when we can make adjustments. We would keep their defenders on the field. We uh. We had like at one point we had like 74% 11 personnel. It's one running back, one tight end. When we were on average like 42 last year, one of the lowest, if not the lowest in the league. This year we were 75% late in the game. Now I think it might have went down because we ran a couple of I formations, trying to run out the clock. But hey. That, that was a game plan. He worked to perfection. We brought over the Rams. Notice the Rams got their ass beat by at home, and then we won at home. We had we brought two offensive coaches over from the Rams that are now on our team, and I did a video on that. I'm not lying. That is a we we may have t- taken the. I'm not saying they were the mastermind, but they were the. They were the guys that developed the strategy for the week, picked the plays. This is our strategy. They bring it, and he'd sign off on it. But it was his playbook. But these are the guys implementing the playbook, installing it for the week for Stafford. Stafford went one one TD and three interceptions and played pretty bad. Kirk Cousins, you know, 23 for 32, 277, two TDs, no picks. Might have had a third if Justin Jefferson could have tapped his toe. Man, it's looking good for the Vikings. Bring on the Eagles next week. Let's do it. I want to hear your comments in the below. Let me hear what you think. Who is awesome? Who is who? Where where we could work? What what could we work on in the future? You know where we need to improve. I th- I can name a couple things, but I'll save that for later videos. This was awesome. Go, go Vikings, Skull Vikings, let's do it. Bring on the Eagles. Come on, let's go. That's it. This is Dave, Minnesota Sports Talk. See you next time. Cue the music. Thank you, Viking fans, for listening. Make sure you catch my other episodes. Also, make sure you subscribe, like, and leave a comment below. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Skull Vikes.